What's up, guys? This is Nyabi Aprili Ingram with Dating Goals Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. This is episode 17, OMG. So this is part two of Deciphering Prophecies Wrong. <laughs> so... Let me uh, do a recap first, though. Um, so on the last episode of 16, I talk about meeting Mr. Rushcard and how Mr. Rushcard was, you know, a promising young fellow. You know, he, I thought, was a business owner, um, thought he had money. Um, he presented himself like he didn't have a care in the world. He didn't have a nine to five. Um, he presented himself as wealthy and wanting to help me. I wanted to start a life with me. He wanted to build something with me. I'm very supportive. Uh, first day, he bought me an Xbox controller, which is crazy. I went to a crab restaurant, which is one of my favorite restaurants here in LA. So we did all of these things um, at the beginning, you know. So at no point in time did I think that he was, you know, lying to me or anything. I would say. <laughs> so at the end of uh, episode 16, I talked about how the stalker, which I'm calling her Santa Ana, um, stalker lady, was. A t- threatening him and attempting to come over to his place because I was over there and she was saying she was on her way so we both were like oh crap I don't want to get in a conversation and he was like I don't want to be in a conversation with her either so let's leave so he packed up a lot of his stuff um I packed up my um I had my computer and everything over there so I packed all this stuff up and he was like well let's just go to a hotel because I don't feel like going all the way to your house because your house is far let's just go to a hotel down the street and we'll just kick it there or whatever and I was just like all right cool whatever so we leave and on the way there he's on the phone with his mom now one thing i have noticed that uh he would run to his mom for a lot of different things um which you know i'm not mad at him or anything about that he lost his father um to cancer or whatever so you know a lot of people are close to their mothers and everything so i don't have a problem with that like i'm close to my parents so he called her and told her about like the crazy lady or whatever and she was like i don't know why you're still dating her he was like i'm not i have a new woman he was like why are you still dealing with her and he was like i'm not she's just crazy so they're going back and forth i'm just on a, i'm just like whatever this is crazy so so then like i would say a few weeks later he decides that he wants to move to alabama now, mind you, his family's from Alabama, too, which what I thought was really cool for me to meet a guy out here in L.A. whose family is in Alabama. That I thought was so dope. So, I, um, so that's one another reason why we connected, because he had roots in the South, and he wanted to live there. And I've always wanted to at least go back home, buy a house at home or something, uh, not wanting to make California a permanent destination for me. So I was like, okay, great. You know, this guy is cool. He's not, he has a great job. He's tech savvy. He's supportive. He listens to my scripts. He reads my scripts. Uh, we go over lines. So, you know, he was, you know, turned out to be a really great guy. He went to church. He talked about God a lot. He played video games. I mean, he had a VR system. So I'm just like, I mean, this is just all these pluses, you know. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, something just doesn't seem right. He has all of these great attributes all these great things and he pays attention to me and gives me time we talk on the phone for like five to seven hours a day sometimes even longer on facetime just depends on he had multiple devices he had an ipad um two iphones so we could communicate through facetime through multiple uh different devices so we would talk all day long basically on facetime or the phone so yeah we were having multiple conversations i would go when I go out, he will be on the phone with me. When he go out, I'll be on the phone with him. So it was like vice versa. We went back and forth, which is pretty cool. 
So, um, I would say that I started noticing a few things uh, that wasn't making sense to me. So one day we had a conversation about past jobs, things that we worked on, things that we've done. And he told me about like how he was like how he had so much money that he didn't even realize when he got paid. And he was just working for fun, not working for a paycheck, basically, because he liked to do coding and things like that. So I was like, OK, this sounds cool. And he was like bragging to me. He was like, yeah, I used to get my money early. And I was like, oh, OK, that's that's cool. You know, get your money early. That's me. You know, but for me, when someone says that, I know they have like one of those prepaid cards or something where you can get your money, a couple, your paycheck a couple days early or something. So then he proceeds to tell me, he's like, yeah, I still got a rush card. I get my paycheck two days early. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, um, okay. So, um, I don't, I mean, I didn't think those cards still existed, honestly, because you don't hear Russell Simmons on the commercials anymore talking about it. So I didn't even know the company was still in existence or anything. I guess he's probably one of the last people using it. I mean, I, <laughs> so there's one thing that didn't click in my mind. Like, why does this girl man have a bank account? And it was confusing because he had a Fidelity bank card, but he had no bank account. So I was just like, hmm, because I mean, I work in finance, so my clients that had Fidelity investments had multiple accounts at other places because they moved money back and forth all the time with wires. So and he told me he was retired, so I'm like, okay, well maybe he moved his 401k to Fidelity or something. But I'm like, still like wondering, like, why doesn't he have a bank account? So then we started talking more on another day and about finances and I was going into detail about credit and things because he was trying to say that he had pretty good credit. And I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, I'm asking him to get credit cards, but he didn't have any credit cards. I'm like, how did you have any credit cards? I mean, this is weird. But then he was talking about he had points with like airlines. And then I was like, okay, great. But then he didn't have credit cards at the airline. So I'm just like, where are you getting these points from? Then he tells me he travels, but he doesn't. Then he had to ask me, like, how to do a passport because he never knew how to apply for a passport. So I explained to him, like, what you do go online, fill out the application, print it off, go to the post office, take a picture, mail it in kind of thing. So I explained to him what to do, and he didn't even know how to do that. But supposedly he traveled out of the country before. So it's like things weren't adding up, and like he was, stories he was telling me wasn't actually becoming true, or I was able to decipher them a lot more in detail once we got further into the relationship. Now, mind you, started being alone in this relationship because he moved to Alabama and I'm still in California. So I would say, like, pretty much after he moved, everything went downhill from there. <laughs> like, it went completely downhill. Um, <laughs> um, so before he left, he proposed to me, which was I thought was kind of extremely fast. But, you know, I was feeling him, too. So I was like, well, maybe this is like one of those fairy tale type situations in a sense is what I was thinking. So I didn't officially say yes because he didn't have a full ring. But he said he was going to go to the store with me when I came to Alabama and we we're going to buy one or whatever. So I was believing him kind of thing, you know, I was feeling him. I mean, he was sending me money. He was dealing things, sending me plane tickets to find me places. So, you know, I wasn't thinking anything of it or what was really going on. So then the first situation that happened when he moved to Alabama, he was staying in a hotel um, for a few weeks. And I was like, that felt kind of weird because he had his mother lives in Alabama and his uncle lives there too. And some other uncles and some other relatives. So I'm like, why are you sitting in a hotel and I'm staying at your mom's house? So I didn't decipher that. At the time, I just thought he just really liked room service, you know, because some people just like room service and like to order food. So, I mean, that's what some people do. And I'm not knocking him. I've done it a couple times, too, when I feel like going somewhere. If I go do a staycation or something, go to a nice hotel, order room service, chill, write, do some things. I've done it a couple times, too, myself. So I didn't have a problem with that at all whatsoever. So then... I get a random picture one day. I'm uh, hanging out with one of my friends, and he sends a a picture. 
So I'm thinking it's a picture of him, but it turns out it's a picture of a woman who's Caucasian who was on her knees in a compromising position with something in her mouth. And I was just like, what? WTF? <laughs> my friend was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Did he, is he cheating on you? Like, what's going on? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this man just sent me a picture of a woman doing something to him and it's, she's visible and it's, she wasn't cute and it was just terrible. So that was like strike number one. I was just like so dumbfounded. I was just like, wow, this just happened. So I should have known then that he was crazy. But, you know, I was just like, he was like, I'm so sorry. That was an old picture. I didn't mean to send it. I didn't mean to offend you. But he gave an apology or whatever on it. So, you know, I should have left him at that point. But, you know, I was still feeling him because, like I said, he had done so many things before that point. I was just like, well, maybe it's an old picture. Maybe he thought it was funny or something. I don't know what he thought, but it was still really kind of gross. Whatever. So then, I would say about two weeks after that that text message fiasco happened, I get another text message. Now, mind you, this text message was even crazier because it was a group message, and it was like, um, it was a big group message at that, which we thought was kind of weird too. That someone was sending like a group text message. Um, And the group text message uh, was like. All of you have been involved with my man at some point in time, and I would appreciate it if you don't send him any more messages. Thank you so much, his girlfriend, Santa Ana, basically. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, why, number one? And it came from a Google number, which I thought was really weird, but it had all of these women with a picture of her and him that she sent to us as well. So I'm just like, it's an old picture of that because his hair didn't even look the same. So I'm seeing this old picture of her, which was the stalker in him, that she sent out to like about 20 women. I was in their feed or whatever. So I'm just like, what in the world is here? So I call him because he has no clue. And I'm like, dude, why does this stalker woman have access to your Google account? And why is she sending out mass emails and, and text messages to people? And he was like, what are you talking about? That is crazy. Oh my gosh, let me find out what's going on. Let me call her right now. So he does all of this like theatrics or whatever. So I'm just like, whatever at this point. Um, And he just like tries to say that she's not with her anymore. She's crazy. He's reiterating that she's crazy, crazy, crazy to me. And I'm just like, whatever. At this point, he's like, I'm so sorry. I would deal with this. I'm trying to like, I'm gonna have to go get the police against her or something. Do like a restraining order or whatever. Because I think she stole like my um she broke into one of my accounts because she knew like a password or something that's what he made up some kind of lame excuse or whatever so you know that was like strike number two really in my opinion so then <laughs> so then we go like a few weeks later and you know he's it's, it was just becoming really weird so i was really just pushing myself away from him at that point because you know it's long distance i'm talking to him all the time but i just felt like it was just becoming like more of a weird situation um so his birthday was coming up. His birthday's in November. And I was like, okay, let me, um, he wanted me to come to Alabama for his birthday. And I was like, well, I was already going home for Thanksgiving. I wasn't going to fly home to be with him and then fly back and then fly back to um, Alabama. So I was just like, no, nah, I'm kind of good. I don't feel like doing all of that right now. Because he was going to send me a plane ticket. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like doing it. Because like, at this point, I was really kind of much, pretty much done with him. Um, so then, right before his birthday, I get a, a, a phone call. And that was actually, I was like, this is October. Right before um, his birthday, he sent, uh, I get a phone call, and it's, I don't know the number, and it's early in the morning, it's like 7 something in the morning. So I answer, like, hello. And it's the crazy stalker woman. Now, mind you, she has my phone number at this point. And she's like, hey, I just want to let you know 
Um, are you still talking to my man? He's saying that y'all are still y'all are not together and you're stalking him. I just want to let you know to stop doing that. And I'm just like, ma'am, I talk to him every single day. I don't know what you think is going on. He calls me every single day, FaceTime, everything. So I don't know what you are. I appreciate you not having my phone or contacting me anymore. So I hang up with her, call him. He don't answer. So then next, you know, she calls back with him and he's on the phone at this point. And he's like, hey, um, Santa Anna's my girlfriend now. Leave me alone. And he hangs up the phone. And I'm just like, WTF? <laughs> I was like, what in the world just happened right now? So mind you, I'm just like, this is crazy. Um, did she just really call me? And did he call me on the phone too to confirm it? And I'm like, I thought we were together. And, you know, at this point, I was just so distraught. I was just like, we had made plans of like moving in together. My lease was ending. I mean, it was all these things that were going on. Um, he was going to help me with a production company. He had like trying to say he was wanting to invest and stuff. So we had made plans. So at no point in time did I ever think that it wasn't going to go through or anything. So mind you, I'm just like crazy, like freaking out, like what is going on? He's not answering the phone. And at this point, I was just like, well, maybe this is like what's supposed to happen. I was just really pissed off at this point. So like I said, Fast forward, <laughs> you know, to like November, right before his birthday. And actually, I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to make this a part three because the next part gets even crazier. And I have uh, some emails to read out to you, too, from another person that pops up later on with this guy. Um, to let you know that, yeah, a lot of things end up not being what they seem to be. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff, but I want to thank you again so much for listening to Dating Wolves Podcast. You guys have been so amazing. You can follow us online at www.datingwolves.com, any social media outlet, Dating Wolves Podcast, Dating underscore Wolves. You can follow me as well, Naomi the Great. You can find me on any social media outlet. That's my handle, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. 